This programme was produced by and first broadcast on Radio Hawke's Bay, your community access media station. Thanks to New Zealand On Air for making this type of programming possible. Tell me what does it look like in heaven? You're listening to Radio Hawks Bay on 104.7 FM, 1431 AM, streaming across the world. www.radiohawksbay.org.nz. That sounds pretty important, doesn't it, Warren? It does, mate. across the world. It does, streaming away. <laughs> this is a program called Suicide Support in the Aftermath, and it's my pleasure, as always, to have in the studio Warren Brown from Staros, from right here in Hastings. How are you going, Warren? Fabulous, Ken. Thanks very much. Second of the year, this one. This oh, is I know. Our Can second one already. It? I was yeah. just saying when I was doing my breakfast show this morning, yeah. January, as we record this program, is nearly gone. Can you believe it? Oh, it's nearly Christmas, man. I, I, yeah. I might have to get Snoopy out. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, um, we digress. Uh, today we're going to talk about uh, some workshops that you've got coming up with uh, tradition, uh, with Trisha Henry. Uh, but before we get there, just to remind our listeners, what Staros, which is what you're part of, what's it all about? Yeah, Staros is a small not-for-profit charity based here in the Hawke's Bay. Uh, started life as a... As a a support group for people affected by suicide and we've sort of morphed into a uh, well we became a trust six years ago so and that what the trust does allow us to not only focus on supporting people affected by suicide but supporting uh, people in the community as a whole you yes. know they're around their whole so it's about you know helping them with their their own their, their whole well-being I suppose to you know it's it's about you know Building that health, healthy community and yeah. um, supporting that as well. Now you've been involved with Star Us for what must be thirteen years that you set it up. Yeah, two thousand and twelve is when we, well, so it's eleven, be eleven this year. Eleven yeah. years this yeah. year. Yeah. And um, has it changed in that time? Oh well, I mean, what we do is is still much the same. I mean, people unfortunately still are bereaved by suicide, mm-hmm. and people still need support. So that. Basically, that that's what we do, you know, and it's and you know if we we can't see us changing that, you see. So you know you you know from day one, it's it's that support for people uh, matters. That support for people is needed. So we'll just carry on yeah, with that. Good on you. You'll yeah. be here for a long time, Warren. Yeah, well, as long as I can. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> now you're more than just suicide support in the aftermath. We were just having a little chin with before we came to where, and you mentioned that you've been down in Christchurch, and you went to talk to a guy who's involved in an organisation called I Am Not Your Rehab. Now I have heard of that, but tell our listeners what's that all about. Yeah, she is not your rehab. Actually, she's not your rehab. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Matt Brown is is the guy's name. He's a He's a barber down there. Mm. He, run, he runs a barber shop, and it was that came about from um, how he grew up in his life and the violence he was around, and you know, with his family, and to some extent, you know, where he saw himself going as well. Mm. And and um, he's he's come up with this thing called "She Is Not Your Rehab," and yeah. it's, it, it is around that. It's around how how do we stop this this the cycle of, you know, I suppose, family violence, domestic mm. violence, that sort of thing. Yeah. And again, it's a, it's about guys, you know, owning up to that stuff and yeah. and being part of the solution, not the problem. Yeah. Do you think it's nurture or nature? Oh, for him, it's um, 
it's oh, it could be a bit of both, really, yeah. isn't it? Eh? That's it's, right. Yeah, it's. I mean, I think it's all within us. You know that that caring. We all got that caring stick. I think. Yes. Uh, but we've also got that other side. We've also we? got the other side that that can come out when when things hit the you know become really tough. So it's about how we manage that, I suppose, and and having you know outfits like his and and groups of people like him to help us with that is is incredibly important. You're going to bring him up here? Yes, we are. Yes, yes. I had a chat to him. He was it was interesting. He, he walks in and I said, "Oh, Matt Brown here." He goes, "Yeah, but he's over there." And um, so, and he was free at that time. So you know, he's about five or six of them in the shop. You know, barbers. And um, he said, "Oh, yeah, I've got some room." He was going to show me the chair, and I, was, I had my cap yeah. on, so I took <laughs> you, it off. And I said, oh, I, "I don't actually need one of those." But and then I had a chat to him about how I first met him was was when Women's Refuge brought him up here a couple of years ago now. Mm. And I met him at uh, the Havelock Function Centre. Yeah, so I had a chat to him about about that, and you know how we how we how we met. And at the time, I said I'd, but you know, if I'm ever in Christchurch, I'll come and look you up. So, uh, so I did that, and, and I had a chat to him about, you know, would he be available to come up here at some stage of this year to to have a chat? So, and he's keen for that. So we just got to organise it. Yeah, now, I can't imagine that. Uh, that- I'm not saying the type of people that you hang out with, but the the people that uh, associate with your organisation are they the type of people that would come and see him, or are we looking at a different market? But same message, really, isn't it? Well, it is. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. The, I've, some of the people also who we see, well, yeah, absolutely, they'll they'll come and mm. see him. But it's, I mean, he's quite he's quite well known, yes. you know, around the country. So I, I envisage that, you know, we're going to get a. A lot of people who would be interested to mm. come and come along to hear what he has to say—that's yeah, for sure. We we'll have to try and get him on on your show. Oh, mate, that'd be fantastic! Yeah, we can we can make that work. Eh? Yeah, he'll be fabulous. Yeah. Let's see. Let's let's do that. All right. Now, another thing you've got coming up, and we talked about it uh, last time you were in, is that you've got four workshops coming our way, uh, which are hosted by Trisha Henry. First of all, but to, before we get to the workshops, tell us a bit about Trisha. Yeah, Trisha. Um, Trisha lost her husband. Um, quite a number of years ago now to suicide and I first well we as, as Staros first met met Trisha and I don't know it had to be early days really early days when uh, Teresa the lady I started the group with and and I were were given um, tickets to funnily enough the funeral directors conference in Auckland <laughs> yes, uh, was that a fun time <laughs> oh, yeah. well it was an interesting time <laughs> So we 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 rocked up there, and and Trisha was one of the speakers, and and she was great to listen to, you know, what she spoke about, and and just around grief and you know managing grief and all that sort of thing, mm. and it was great, and and we had the opportunity to meet her again uh, for the next couple of years after that at at uh, some um, workshops that Minister Mental Health Foundation mm. ra- uh, ran in Auckland as well. And it was through that we uh, we got talking with her and thought, well, she'd be great to you know, it'd be great to get her down here and and you know, deliver what she what she you know who talks. Yeah. And once we become a trust, that gave us the op- opportunity to do that. And we brought her here three years ago for a couple of workshops, which went really well. Mm. And we thought, well, it's about time we brought her back. So yeah, yeah so yeah, we're going to run. Um, Four workshops over two days, 
one in the, one in the morning and one in the afternoon on each day, different ones. And the first first day is for frontline workers who mm-hmm. who work with and support people in the community, and the second ones for um, team leaders, managers who um, look after or who employ or look after those people. Mm. So yeah, it's. I suppose it's about looking after the people, looking after the yeah, people, that's right. which which is sometimes forgotten about, and and then you get burnt out and people leaving, good people leaving. Yeah, that's right. And I suppose on the face of it, we just presume that uh, people are coping. Absolutely, you know, yeah. We just think, oh, yeah they'll, they'll be right, you know. We haven't actually spoken to them about how they're feeling, but we presume they're going to be all right. So she she really highlights the need for getting involved with talking, like you often talk about. Oh, that's right. And, and you're right. We do we do we do forget. We we just take for granted that someone who's who may be supporting one out there in the community, mm. someone out there in the community, that's just a job. Yeah. But in real honesty, it's not a job. No. It's they the people that do this stuff do it because they want to do it. Yeah. They actually care about people. Mm. And as long as they remember that they have to care about themselves as well, sure. Then, then that's that's why we just, I suppose, it's it's about reinforcement of that. Yeah, and I suppose it's easy to um, to sort of absorb all that bad stuff, and you, you know, it's hard to get rid of it, isn't it? Well, it is, isn't it? You know, yeah. and it's the same with us as individuals, isn't it? Yeah. You know, something bad happens, and it may be small, and if we don't, but if we don't deal with it. We just stack it away, you see. Yeah. And then something else comes along, and we just stack it on top again as well. Yeah. And then ulti- ultimately, uh, there comes a point where we can't do that anymore. No. I have been known, not that I would t- tell too many people this, but I have been known sometimes on the way home in my car when there's no one, I used to scream. It makes you feel better. It's a great outlet, mate. Yeah, I tell you, tell you, scream at the scream at the moon. I tell yeah, people you right. got to, if you want to scream at the moon, go outside and scream at the moon. Sometimes yeah. you just feel like screaming, and think, yeah. that felt pretty good. That did hurt my throat, but it felt pretty but, good. But it gets it out, doesn't it? Yes, it does. Hey. And, and, then, you, and you think about it, and you think, well, actually, that that's helped me with that little thing I was that was bugging me there yeah, for a minute. You just yeah. focus on it, you release it, and then you move on with it. But uh, but I think I like your idea better. That you talk to someone, you know, if you say, "Just what a crap day I had," yep. and you say, "Well, what happened?" And then you know, you talk about it, and then you put it behind you. Oh, the, the, I believe the greatest thing in, in the world is 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 talking about it, is verbalising, mm. you know, those thoughts for you, because otherwise they're like, they're like the radio station, you know, with the, that stuck record that goes on and on and on yeah, in your head, I know. <laughs> and you can't and you can't get rid of it. That's right, it's that worm in your head. Although somebody did tell me, if you've got a worm in your head like that, sing happy birthday to yourself a few times. And it'll go away, but then you've got happy birthday stuck inside <laughs> That's your head. exactly right. <laughs> so, but what would you recommend to someone who uh, might be thinking about coming along to uh, Trisha Henry's workshop? What are they going to take away from it? And how are they going to, how do they follow up with that? Because you, know, you can go to these meetings and you go home and you feel revved up and right up. Yeah, that's the answer. But then a couple of days later, you think, ah. Oh. Yeah, but Tricia, like like most of the people that we come along to speak, uh, she'll she'll give people tools and you know information that they mm. can take away, and she'll also, you know, she'll ask people to put down their email address and that, mm. and she'll send them information as well. That's going to be really handy, but I, I, I think for me, it's like we say to everyone who comes along to anything we do, is when you walk in, take your blinkers off. And take the hat off that you may have brought with you that is an opinion that yes. you had about it before you even get there. Just open your mind and open your eyes and open your ears to what you what you see, what you what you hear, 
and actually what you feel. So because, you know, it might only be a small thing that you take away, but it, it might make a big difference in your life. Yeah. And I suppose, and uh, I'm sure that you can verify this, is that the, the workshops that Trisha is running and people like yourself who've been directly affected by a suicide because, uh, you know, as everyone knows that your son took his own life, is that in the main, Kiwis, or rights throughout the world, we don't like what we might suggest is burdening other people with our problems because we think, geez, they've got enough of their own worries. They don't want to hear my worries. That's a problem that we've got, isn't it? Oh, it is a, it is a, it is a problem, yeah, for sure. Yeah, we just don't want to... Well, I think the other side of that is that we think we can just deal with it. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. and as I said before, we, be right. our, our way of dealing it sometimes, a lot of the time, is by just pushing it down. Mm, Internalising it. Yep, that's yeah, right. That's right, but it catches up with you, doesn't it? It does catch up with you, yeah. yeah. So yeah. I, I just say to people, just just find an outlet for that. You know, we talked about you know screaming at the moon that's before. Right, yeah. I mean, same thing, and it's, you know, what, what scream at the moon, play some music... Yep. Go for a walk, talk with someone, whatever whatever is your outlet that makes you feel good, then do that. Do you ever feel under pressure? I know you don't, I know the answer you're going to say, but it's a hypothetical question. That, uh, you know, people say, geez, Warren, it's been 13 years, haven't you moved on yet? You need to move on a bit, buddy. Yeah, that must be a common thing m- that you hear. Moving on is a, is a, is a, a phrase that we don't use. No. Um, what okay. we like to use is that we move forward with it. Yes. With what we have, mm. whether that's grief, whether that's trauma, whatever it is, um, because moving forward with it allows us to understand that it's still there. Mm. It'll never go away. No. So it's it's about how we manage that and how we move forward with that. So, what do you think of that cliche? Time heals everything. I mean, time is a great thing. Yeah. Um, whether it heals everything, yeah. I'm not sure about that. No. Again, you know, um, Stu Dine. And Stu dying by suicide will be with me for the rest of my mm. life. And I know that it'll be with mm. everyone we see for the rest of their lives as well. So time healing, um, I think it softens it. Yeah. Um, it won't go away. No, of course not. No. Never go away. You often hear that uh, people look for notes. So why did they do it? Um, I wonder, would knowing help um, put it into perspective for you? Rather than someone, you just come home and find, geez, someone's dead. Don't know why they did it. Yeah, I can only answer that by saying what I would feel. And and for me, I, I don't believe it would have helped me mm. um, because he's still not here. No, no. Yeah. But you might I mean, say, okay, well, I know he killed himself because he was going through this emotional trauma and he's mm-hmm. written it all down and, yeah, I can understand how the guy felt. But Yeah, and and that may, ben- may be of benefit, but mm. the other side of that is, why couldn't have I done something about that? Oh, no. Yeah. yeah. Self-blame is no good, is oh, it? Oh, it's, it's a terrible thing, yeah. yeah it's but it's natural. Thing. Of course it's natural. Yeah. Of course it's natural. And I think that's why suicide such a complicated thing because, you know, we don't have those... We we can't answer those questions and that. You know, we, we could assume and presume and make all these things, you know, want to want to be true, but ultimately we'll never know. I've had discussions with people who say that um, people who commit suicide are cru- committing one of the most selfish acts that they possibly could. And I said, how would you know? You know, you never walked a mile in that person's shoe. You know? Absolutely. It, it, how can we understand the, the depths of despair and, mm. and hurt that people are in to, to take their own lives? And I mean, we're, we're all, we've all got this 
you know this primal instinct to survive mm. you know that it's part of us of and, course. and and to overcome that takes incredible courage i think mm. a lot of courage to do that thinking that's the only way that you can see forward mm. and again there's no answer to this next question that i'm going to post you for the 400th time <laughs> you don't know dear what someone's going to do how do you know yeah, on the face of it, you and I could be talking quite nicely today. We have a bit of a laugh, and then tomorrow you read in the newspaper that I took my own life. That's right. It's, it's very difficult, and this. Um, I mean, you know, they talk about signs and everything mm. like that, but I mean, all, all you're going to do is rattle your brains afterwards yeah. and think, "Well, why? That's right. I could have actually, I could have seen this, or could have said something, or whatever." But you don't. No. So if, if a person presents themselves as as normal you know normal as they appear always appear to you how can you tell you can't i believe that if they don't want you to know you you'll never know of course you won't so that was that's how it is for me i mean i I used to ring or still and i used to talk most weeks and the week before he died and you know i spoke with him on the phone and how many times have I replayed that conversation? I you have. And and there is nothing there. I mean, you could tear it apart till you're blue in the face, but there is nothing there. No. He just didn't want me to know. Yeah. Well, my brother's wife took her own life, and I would bet that when he went to work that morning, that the last thing he was going to find when he got home that night was his wife dead in bed. Well, that's right. And and so why would he have gone to work? If yeah. He, say, yeah. yeah. And uh, well, what were the signs? There weren't any signs. Oh, that's right. I, I personally believe, it's a personal opinion, that the ones closest to you don't want you to know no. because they love you. Yes. Although they know what they're leaving behind and the grief that is going to happen, there's just no, no stopping them. It's, yeah, it's sad, it's tragic. Mm. Um, so all, all, all I say is that do what we can whenever we can, with whatever we've got. Yeah. I mean, for me, I'm a, I'm a pretty basic, simple fella, and, you know, but I was born with, a, born with the ability to talk. I was born with the ability to listen. Mm. And for me, they're two of the most important things you can have. Absolutely right. And I was just going to say, let's, uh, let's bang your drum. What's the most important thing? <laughs> <laughs> the most important thing is... Yeah, absolutely. It's talking, isn't it's it? It's talking, yeah, absolutely. That's, that's why we bring people into the community to to talk. Yeah. I mean, talking, you know, storytelling is one of the greatest things we have. And it's nothing to be ashamed of. Absolutely not. Yeah, go along, even if you don't talk at one of these meetings, you know, because I know that you do have the option of getting up and uh, telling your story if you want to, but that's not a necessity. You can just go along, listen, take something away from it, and then follow up later on. That's right, and it's about... You know, it's about us supporting people who do that. It's about people who go home. It's about their family supporting them mm. when they do that. It's about your friends doing that, supporting you, your colleagues, your whoever you play sport with, all those sort of things. It's about supporting each other with whatever decision you want. How important is that ongoing support? Because, I, 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 again, I would imagine that, uh, you know, you were surrounded. People would have been all over you like a rash when the incident first happened. Oh, but, absolutely. you know, people got... Go back to their normal life, don't they? So, but how important is that ongoing support from your friends and family? Oh, incredibly important. Yeah, yeah. It's a, it's important to stay in touch with people. Yeah, 
yeah, not just think, oh, because the minute you say, oh, I wonder how he is, you haven't checked. You haven't checked. Yeah. So, and how you know how difficult is it? What a phone call, a text. If you if you're near or or close to them, just pop around and see them. Yeah. It doesn't take much. You don't have to. You don't have to camp in there for a couple of days or anything. But <laughs> just, <laughs> just, just check in to yeah. see how they are. I mean, in this day and age, it's almost no one that hasn't got a phone that can text. But like you say, uh, yeah, you could pick up the old-fashioned phone, do the old dialer, couldn't you? But uh, yeah, it's it's as simple as. Oh, it is, and then, you know, I, I, you know, the big part with suicide is, you know, you talk about burden, being a burden before. Mm. Um, you couple that with um, that feeling alone. You know that. There's nothing else. There's no one around for you. You mm. are alone. Nobody has to be alone. No, exactly. Yeah. So just show that. Yeah, absolutely right. All right. Look, I'm going to let you get back to it because I know you're very busy. Just before you go, though, just remind our listeners about uh, Trisha Hendry's workshops. When are they, and where are they? Yeah, Trisha's workshops are on February the 22nd and 3rd. That's a Wednesday and Thursday. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're out at um, East Pier Hotel. Yep. Uh, in the port room. Um, you can find all the details out on our, on our website, staros.org.nz, and just look for the, the menu item at the, along the top there called Workshops, and it's all under there. So it'll tell you, you know, the cost of them and how to contact us, and please get in touch. Good on you, Warren. My pleasure, as always. You look after yourself. We'll talk to you same time, same place next time. Thanks, Ken. Been a pleasure. Some nights up in heaven since you arrived Since you arrived This program was produced by and first broadcast on Radio Hawke's Bay, your community access media station. Thanks to New Zealand On Air for making this type of programming possible.